Chapter Thirty Four of An Essay in Character, appended to In Flanders Fields and Other Poems. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. An Essay in Character by Andrew McPhail. Chapter 4 Going to the Wars. John McRae went to the war without illusions. At first, like many others of his age, he did not think of enlisting, although his services are at the disposal of the country if it needs them. In July 1914, he was at work upon the second edition of the textbook of pathology by Adamai and McRae, published by Messrs. Leah and Febiger, and he had gone to Philadelphia to read the proofs. He took them to Atlantic City, where he could sit out on the sand and get sunshine and oxygen and work all at once. It was a laborious task, passing eighty to a hundred pages of highly technical print each day. Then there was the index, between six and seven thousand items. I have, so he writes, to change every item in the old index and add others. I have a pile of pages, eight hundred and twenty-six in all. I look at the index, find the old page among the eight hundred and twenty-six, and then change the number. This about seven thousand times, so you may guess the drudgery. On July 15th, the work was finished, registered, and entrusted to the mail, with a special delivery stamp. The next day he wrote the preface, which really finished the job. In very truth, his scientific work was done. It was now midsummer. The weather was hot. He returned to Montreal. Practice was dull. He was considering a voyage to Havre, and a little trip with Dr. Adamai when he arrived. On July twenty-ninth, he left Canada, for better or worse. With the world so disturbed, he records, I would gladly have stayed more in touch with events. But I dare say, one is just as happy away from the hundred conflicting reports. The ship was the Scotian of the Allen Line, and he shared a comfortable cabin with a professor of Greek, who was at the university in his own time. For one inland-born, he had a keen curiosity about ships and the sea. There was a letter written when he was thirteen years of age, in which he gives an account of a visit to a naval exhibition in London. He describes the models which he saw, and gives an elaborate table of names, dimensions, and tonnage. He could identify the house flags and funnels of all the principal liners. He could follow a ship through all her vicissitudes and change of ownership. When he found himself in a seaport town, his first business was to visit the waterfront and take knowledge of the vessels that lay in the stream or by the docks. One voyage he made to England was in a cargo ship. With his passion for work, he took on the duties of surgeon and amazed the skipper with a revelation of the new technique and operations which he himself had been accustomed to perform by the light of experience alone. On the present and more luxurious voyage, he remarks the decks were roomy, 
the ship seven years old and capable of fifteen knots an hour the passengers pleasant and including a large number of french all now know only too well the nature of the business which sent those ardent spirits flocking home to their native land forty-eight hours were lost in fog the weather was too thick for making the straits and the scotian proceeded by cape race on her way to havre under date of august five and six the first reference to the war appears all is excitement the ship runs without lights surely the german kaiser has his head in the noose at last it will be a terrible war and the finish of one or the other i am afraid my holiday trip is knocked galley west but we shall see the voyage continues a hundred miles from millville we turned back and headed south for queenstown thence to the channel put in at portland a squadron of battleships arrived here this morning the problem presented itself to him as to many another the decision was made to go back to america was to go back from the war here are the words it seems quite impossible to return and i do not think i should try i would not feel quite comfortable over it i am cabling to morrison in ottawa that i am available either as combatant or medical if they need me i do not go to it very light-heartedly but i think it is up to me it was not so easy in those days to get to the war as he and many others were soon to discover there was in canada at the time a small permanent force of three thousand men a military college a headquarters staff and divisional staff for the various districts into which the country was divided in addition there was a body of militia with a strength of about sixty thousand officers and other ranks annual camps were formed at which all arms of the service were represented and the whole was a very good imitation of service conditions complete plans for mobilization were in existence by which a certain quota according to the establishment required could be detailed from each district but upon the outbreak of war the operations were taken in hand by a minister of militia who assumed in his own person all those duties usually assigned to the staff he called to his assistance certain business and political associates with the result that volunteers who followed military methods did not get very far accordingly we find it written in john mccrae's diary from london nothing doing here i have yet no word from the department of ottawa but i tried to be philosophical until i hear from morrison if they want me for the canadian forces i could use my old sam brown belt sword and saddle if it is yet extant at times i wish i could go home with a clear conscience he sailed for canada in the calgarian on august twenty eighth having received the cablegram from colonel morrison that he had been provisionally appointed surgeon to the first brigade artillery the night he arrived in montreal i dined with him at the university club and he was aglow with enthusiasm over this new adventure he remained in montreal for a few days and on september ninth joined the unit to which he was attached as medical officer before leaving montreal he wrote to his sister giles out on the awful old train again and with very mixed feelings but some determination i am off to valcartier to-night i was really afraid to go home for i feared it would only be harrowing for matter and i think she agrees we can hope for happier times 
everyone most kind and helpful my going does not seem to surprise anyone i know you will understand it is hard to go home and perhaps easier for us all that i do not i am in good hope of coming back soon and safely that i am glad to say is in other and better hands than ours end of chapter thirty four recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida